Don't you know about the bird? Hey, everybody knows that the bird is a word. Bird, 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 bird's a word. Can we just open with this? With George just, just jamming it out? Bird is the word. Can I just hit record? I think it is recording. It is recording. Welcome, everybody, to Bobby Talks. Dot, dot, dot. Those dots are there to tell you that there's always more to the story. And today's story is, well, you uh, have the right to remain silent. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting here with the Knox and Talk Knox and Talk podcast creators, Marcus and Allison. How you guys doing? Good. Fantastic. Yeah, How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. This is my first episode back from our mid-season break. Um, it, I've had a lot of things happen in my life, like a life transition. I'm a school teacher, and I quit my job back in early spring, and now here I am talking with you folks with starting a new job at a new place, and it's just been kind of a crazy transition for me. At one point in time, I thought I was going to live in a camper, so I've, I've kind of been uh, looking into some different lifestyle choices for sure. So, Okay. <laughs> do you well, want to like elaborate on the camper thing, or do you just want to like leave it at that? So, <laughs> You know, it might have been a bad idea, so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting here with Marcus and Allison. They are a really interesting duo. Um, they, like I said, they are the co-creators of Knock Knock. I don't know why I can't say it. Knock and Talk podcast. And you can get that on Spotify. Where else can you get that show? We're actually finally on Apple. It has been a battle, but we are on Apple Podcasts now and then everywhere else. So you can get them uh, Pocket Cast, Overcast, uh, Breaker, and you name it. We're Amazon. Everywhere. Yeah, we're Amazon everywhere. Prime, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, Amazon, we're on everywhere, but we are on Apple now. So that's the most important one. So. Yeah, it's very strange how Apple like makes you earn it, don't they? They oh do. You I, we had worked. Yes. It, we worked for it. We are on it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, when I, I, I don't know what platform you guys use. Uh, I use Anchor. Same. That, yeah. Yeah, and they just, it was something like 10 episodes in or something like that. I finally got it. I was like, oh, I made it. I told my oh, mom. Oh, no, they denied us. They denied oh, really? us the first time. Yeah. And then I, I emailed Anchor and I said, hey, you told us within maybe about 10 days that we would maybe get, you know, approved by, you know, all the platforms, whatever. And we haven't heard anything. They said, give it a little bit more time. Gave it a little bit more time. I don't know. It was a couple weeks later. I emailed them again. I said, still not on Apple. What's going on? And they said, looks like you've been denied. And I said, okay. What? So we went on denied. vacation and I, we were, had about a 12 hour drive and I said, well, I have nothing better to do than to call <laughs> Apple and sit on the phone. So I sat on the phone for, I'm not kidding you for two hours. And I got transferred over and over and over to someone different who could not give me an answer and said, I don't know why you were denied, but I'll transfer you to the next person. And I said, okay, can someone just explain to me what's going on? And we thought it was our artwork for our show. Maybe that it was okay. like, trying to incite violence or whatever it was, even though it's yeah. a, a costume. Uh, so then they had me create a new um, login for like the the program that they have just internally with Apple, created all that. And finally, once I got everything configured on there, within the day that I hit publish, I'm not kidding you, within 30 seconds, they said, approved. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> all that. I wonder we if it was the artwork then. What's that? I said, I wonder if it was the artwork then. I wonder what was the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But we're on it. So that's all I care. We're on it. So well, well, we got our first one star review. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we got our first one star review. So cool. I mean, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, you know what? If you, it, 
if you do your job right, you'll get plenty, plenty more. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I felt really proud. It was a proud moment. <laughs> so. Well, let me kind of paint a picture to my audience real quick here. So what makes these two such an interesting duo is because not only are they the co-creators of the podcast, the podcast really is around this idea that they are not even an idea, their profession. They are uh, both law enforcement officers in the state of Ohio. Um, we're not going to give where they are currently located because it's just not safe to do that. And it's not even, I don't know if it'd be a liable or a liability issue with your company or with your agency there. Um, but they're also boyfriend, girlfriend, and there's an interesting <laughs> story there. I, I think we're going to dive into that in a little bit too. How long have you guys been together? There's a little discrepancy. We were trying to figure out, cause we, you know how in high school you have like that, you first started dating, like your anniversary when you first started dating. <laughs> but when you get older, you don't have like that hard line of like May 15th is your, like your first date. And like when you first started dating, we just kind of became friends sure. and then just kind of just moved into our relationship. We're, we're so. looking at a Probably about six years, though. So. Almost six. So, yeah, we're yes. almost six years. So we don't have like a, an exact anniversary day. We don't celebrate like that. But we're like, we're about six years. Close to six I, years. I, I get the sense that there's nothing really traditional about you two. No, no. Yeah. no. I was listening listening to your podcast. What's the name of your cat? What, what is it? Well, we have two. Benelli is the little. Benelli, little, yeah. Is this explicit or we have to like, do we, <laughs> no, are we allowed to swear? You we can represent swear? yourself here. He's a shithead, Benelli. He's a shithead. So he likes to destroy things in the podcast room. He's sure. locked out, which he likes to stick his fat arm underneath the, the, door, the door to try to get constantly. in. Um, but we have him and then we have Phoebe who likes to sit and you might hear her through our microphone. She likes to sit and cry the entire time outside the door. So there's two of them. So, yeah. Well, it's because she hears all the opinions that you guys are leaving. Yeah. She's got yeah. some of her own. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, let me let me just say this. Um, I told you off air here that I, I'm very excited to talk to you about the law enforcement part of it. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for it. Me being in the education system and me teaching leadership to, you know, high school kids, I try to always tackle the controversial, the the current events, the tough topics, tackle them head on. And we do it by trying to show everybody's perspective. And last summer I was telling you and I'll remind the audience that we were able to sit down with local government. We were able to sit down with the black community and get their perspective. But what we weren't able to do was sit down with law enforcement and get their perspective on just things such as police reform, defund the police, things such as like the tension that you guys mentioned on your own show. Um, I think it's important that we kind of get a well-rounded perspective on it. But before we even get there, can I just say thank you? Um, I'm sure that doesn't happen a lot. I, I'm a school teacher, so I know that don't happen in our world a lot. Um, I, I, I can't imagine the, the idea of waking up every day, going to your job and not knowing. Is this the last day? You know, I know, and I know that's a little heavy and deep here, but we're going to do that on Bobby talks at times. Like, I mean, yeah. What, what, what does that feel like, Marcus? Like, what do you, what does that feel like to have that thought? I mean, is it conscious? Is it there every day or do you guys so into it now you just don't think about it? It is. It is there every day and, and it has to be. We, we've discussed this several times amongst ourselves and coworkers. It is a part of the job that keeps you safe. It, it keeps you on your toes. It's a reality and you have to face that reality every day and you have to keep that in the forefront of your mind because I'm a firm believer that it does. It, it kind of keeps you safe. It keeps you a little more vigilant. But it's also 
part of what draws us to it. It's that oh, okay. adrenaline rush, that high, that you know what I mean. It, it, one hundred percent. It, it, it's, it's fun because mm-hmm. you don't go to, to work every day knowing you're going to do the same right thing repeatedly every day. Right. You can go in one day and absolutely nothing can happen, or you can go in the next day and shit hits the fan, and, and it's call to call to call. That that's what makes it fun. It keeps it interesting, but it is also a very interesting that's a good way <laughs> to put it <laughs> I, you do you have to keep that you know you have to keep it with you you, you really do you have to keep it with you and, and and just do what you have to do but but keep it close to you yeah no that's a good way of saying it allison what about you you know same thing i i feel like having that in the back of your mind going in every single day having you don't want to have i i guess it is a really somber thought to have the to think that it could be your last day, but you do need to think that just to be on your toes at every call you go on, it could be. And, you know, just because you're going on, um, I'm trying to use an example. Do you remember the the shootings? Was it Dallas when the, the mass shootings were happening? It, yeah, down in Texas. Um, years was, ago. Do you bad. remember when that was happening? The Dallas shootings when lo- it, it was literally the ambush officers. Was that a military base? Is that the ones you're talking about? No, it was actually in yeah. Dallas. And it was Dallas. It wasn't Houston, correct? It was in Texas. Uh, yeah. I, and I'm sorry if I'm misquoting this, if any, whoever's listening. But um, but it was in Texas, and they were ambushing officers. And I use this as an example. During that time, after this happened, and officer, officers were being ambushed across the country, we were given direct orders from our chief. And I know that other departments in the area were the same thing, that even calls like a locked auto. When you lock your keys in the car, which normally I would respond to on my own to go unlock your car, we were to go two cars at a time because we ride oh, wow. single man cars in yeah, our yeah. city we're, we're in a smaller suburb we ride single man cars we're not riding two man we were going two man to each car or, um to each call no matter what it was how mundane it was because how do we know someone isn't calling us to that to maybe right. ambush us you're calling yeah. us to something silly so that you can kill me and that's right. a that's a really terrible thing to have to think that 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 might be what someone is trying to do and so i think having that thought in the back of your mind going to every single call. I mean, you don't have to drive. You shouldn't be driving white knuckle to everything that you're doing because you're not going to be able to function. You need right. to still be able to function. You need to your be able to serve. health, you would never Correct. be able to survive that. Yeah. Yeah. But you need to have that thought in the back of your mind just so that you can really make sure that you're on your toes and you're prepared. But you mentioned the mental health aspect and it made me think about, you know, I think about myself, what have I been, seven years, seven years? And I'm or you're eight years. I'm eight. He's eight years. I've been in seven years. I look at myself seven years ago and my mental health where I'm at seven, seven years later today, I am in such a better place seven years later because I've worked on it and I've made that right. effort for myself. I think it's so important for officers to work on their own mental health because if you think about the stress that we deal with on a daily basis, even just that thought of someone could, could want to kill me today, like someone could kill me today. <laughs> yeah. To, you need to have a good solid foundation of your mental health in order to be able to respond good to the, or, you know, in a good way to those calls so that you can serve people in the best way that you possibly can. Cause if I'm having a shitty mental health day, I'm not going to give you the best me that I possibly can. You know, I need to be on my, my best, you know, right. performance every day. So as a school teacher, I kind of have a similar, <clears throat> I have similar challenges that I've got. I mean, I never have to, well, I, schools are a scary environment in their own right. Right. Because I, I yeah. always say this to, uh, you know, fellow teachers in my family. I always say that 
the school system is like this most fragile ecosystem that exists because you never know who's going through what at any given moment you're trying to educate somebody who might not have even slept last night because of what was happening with the things that you guys deal with um it's just it's crazy to even think or you know at people as young as six seven years old coming to school and that's their safe place but that's a that's a realistic thing i i know in my world it doesn't matter what's happening in my personal life you know, I've got to be on and that's challenging to do too. So there's a, there's a, a bit of mental health. I left my last job because I didn't feel like they were taking care, good enough care of my mental health, um, which I know is a one man job, but others can contribute to that for sure. So 100%. Absolutely. Really so agree with that. if we can, I know I, I can tell that you guys are fun. <laughs> I, I, we'll get there. I promise we'll get there. Um, I would love to kind of piggyback off that though. So last summer, we don't need to debate or talk about what happened in the event of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and the whole, you know, explosions that just kind of took place across country, right? But what we would like to do, if we can, is I'd like to get your perspective because you guys were the ones that were taking, you know, a lot of the brunt of what was going on. I can't even imagine, um, especially a year ago, doesn't matter if it was Minneapolis, wherever you guys are located, tensions are high. Is that is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. Yes. Absolutely. How have things mellowed out a little bit or would you say that you're still on edge? It's still there. You're it's very noticeable. Mellowed <laughs> out a little bit. They have mellowed out and I think it depends on the environment, the type of call, the the area of of the call that we're going to. Sure. The people that we're dealing with. I, I, I think that that is the biggest thing nowadays that that kind of changes the reaction that we get from the people that that we're and you don't mean people by we're not talking race the people no no no, no, no just not like at all. anybody depending on their perspective that, yeah. how they yes. you know yes. view the situation whatever their perspective is on it you know right their judgment so but I you know the hardest part when I think back and the first thing I think of of that situation was social media. And because we, we, because <laughs> <laughs> yes. we uh, didn't necessarily, I feel like have a lot of impact initially on calls. I feel mm-hmm. like social media really impacted us initially because you had people coming out of the wood- woodworks, like family members, close friends, things like that, who are putting law enforcement down in a very, very, very negative way, right. talking about how we need to be defunded. We're horrible people. We're this, we're that. And just, and it's like, and my life doesn't matter and other people's lives matter, but not me. And it's just right. like, okay, wow. I really thought we were on a different level than that. Thought you cared about my life too. Not saying other people's lives didn't matter, but thought my life mattered too. But you're, yeah. you're really making it clear that you really don't care about me, you know, at this point. Um, and I think it was really hard seeing a lot of the anti-law enforcement stuff on social media initially because it was it was a lot of hate coming all at once. And none of it was directed specifically at me or at Marcus, but sure. as a whole, yeah, as a, a whole, community, yeah. it was like, wow, we are under attack. Like we, no one likes us right now. And I don't think that's the truth. I knew there was people that still like us and still, still, um, care about our profession and respect us and things like that. But when you have a lot of people really hating you, it is really hard to see 
the people that still respect you and respect your job and respect, you know, what we're doing out there is really hard to see past that. And that was hard. And then you go on a call when you're just trying to help someone, you are just trying to help someone. And then they're yelling at you and calling you racist or whatever other names that they decide to call you at that point. It's like, do you understand that I am putting my life at risk to help you right now? I'm doing everything I can for you. And you are you're putting me down and you're making this way harder than it needs to be. It does right. not need to be that hard, you know, and it, it was rough, it, you know, it, it was and we, didn't, a we didn't experience nearly what I'm sure a lot of the bigger city yeah. cops probably experienced sure. just because of our call volume isn't what they experienced. But from our, our suburb, what we experienced, yeah, it sucked. It sucked for a while there, you know, it was not fun. Yeah. I mean, that's the issue though. When you get to a certain level of mistrust in something, right. And mistrust, whether it was allocated fairly or if it is, you know, top down with the government and the way our divide already is, you know, the way we've been handling information in this country over the last, you know, half decade, decade, whatever you want to be, it's just been poor. And it, actually you yeah. could argue the last 20 years. Um, I just, we just had the the memory of nine uh, 11 just happened over on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, you guys, myself included, we were all posting about it. But I always come back to this, like, it's always now it's like 9-11, never forget, right? That's the mantra. The problem is, is that when I hear that, I kind of get bothered. And I I know nobody means any harm by it. But when I think back to that day, I was a freshman in high school. I don't know how old you guys are, um, but like I'm 34 years old. So I was a freshman in high school. And I was kind of old enough to know what was going on. We had a very unique thing happen at our school that day. Prior to that, we were sent home because our water pipe broke. So, like, it was, like, a great day of school for us. We, like, got to go home as soon as we got there. You know, it was a day off. And then this thing happens, this thing that's, like, larger than us. And I can remember feeling after that, it didn't matter if you were a George Bush guy. didn't matter if you weren't. I felt he handled it well. I thought I felt the initial you know, bringing the country together. Yes. You yes. Debate Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia, everything that comes from there. Right. But the, we were united in a hard time. And when I say never forget, it makes me feel like, no, we have forgotten. Because 100%. that's the last time I can remember 20 years ago where we felt like we came together during a hard time. If you think about all the things that have taken place since then, you've got two wars, you've got uh, a housing crisis. You've got school shootings after school shootings, Sandy Hook, you name it, it's happened. You've got what? Uh, what am I missing? A pandemic, a worldwide pandemic. Yes. And yeah. all we do now is we propaganda, we divide, and we don't come together. And it makes me feel like, yeah, we have forgotten. What do you guys, fe- I mean, what do you think about that? I think the divide in this country is so. <laughs> astronomical at this point in time that it's insane and i don't know how you fix it because we actually did a a 9-11 tribute show and our big thing during that was look if we could just get back to like 9-12 of 2001 yeah the country would be phenomenal you know what i mean it it, it truly would be we've gotten so far away from that and we've forgotten that what we were founded on. I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. It has completely changed directions and the divide is just, it's horrible. It, it's going to, at some point in time, it's going to self implode. Right. I mean, I don't know how else to, to say it, right. It's just being blunt. I don't know how else you get around it. I don't know how you avoid it at this point in time. I, 
it's crazy. I, I can't. <laughs> I, well, Marcus, I kind of went on a tangent there and went, went what you guys do off duty, but on topic mostly. Right. <laughs> so, right, right. Let me bring it back to, let me bring it back a little bit to what my questions are going to be. So during that time last year, you guys were hit with this to fund the police, yes. which I've always been in my educated self. I'm, I've always been lean more liberal. I'm center mm-hmm. to the left. Okay. I I'm way left because of social. I'm all about social freedoms and liberties and all that. And you, whatever teach their own, whatever makes you happy, you do it. But on this idea of defund the police and it was being pushed by Democrats. I remember talking to my, my political cohorts and my friends and being like, this is wrong. And this is dangerous. Like this is dangerous to push this narrative. And I can't even imagine being local, you know, law enforcement officers and having, and hearing this and being like, are they crazy? Like, is this actually happening in this country? Like this country of all places that believes in guns the way they do, we're talking about defunding the police. And in some cities across America, they've done just that. I believe in police reform in a certain sense of like, and this is where I want to ask you. Yes. When you were talking about the mental health, when something happens, and it's all circumstance, right? How much training or debriefing, how much emphasis is put on your mental health after the fact? Like, give me a little bit, pull the court curtains back a little bit of what happens in the police world of when something does take place. Do you guys get that type of debriefing that you need, the time that you might need? I mean, I don't want well, you to get it, in trouble, but I also no, I feel no, like no, the no, world no. needs to know if there's police reform is what we're after. Why? What's lacking? Where do we need it? In what areas? As, as far as like if, if a critical incident occurs, whether it be a shooting or a use of force or something that you see that, that's traumatic. We've had traumatic experiences, but knock on wood, we've never had an extreme use of force officer involved shooting or anything of that right. caliber within our department that would require time off for a long time yeah. several years to where we we have no it, it's been years we, we do work for a smaller agency so i can't speak on that caliber firsthand but i will tell you that training in general instead of defunding my personal opinion it, look obviously we're biased right sure yeah but yeah, instead yeah. of defunding and taking that money away if you dump that money into training and resources for mental health or just just training in general, whether it be for for people that have mental health disorders, issues, different backgrounds, use that money. Don't take it away and pad the pockets of politicians. Put it back into the system that you feel that there's an issue with and correct it. That's interesting to hear somebody from the inside agree with that because I was curious by asking that. I was just curious if it was going to be like this, like, you know, things aren't as bad as they seem type thing. And they're probably some areas they're not in some areas they are. But like, I was just right. curious to hear your guys' perspective on that because sometimes, you know, if I hear somebody attack teachers about how like the education system, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa I get defensive right away. Right. But like yeah. then when I pull myself back, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of areas that this needs fixed in the education system. Right. I, so right. when and the big thing to remember and, and to keep in mind is whether you're a teacher, a police officer, no matter what it is, you're still a human being. So there's room right. for error in there as well. But I think in, if you 
instead of defunding and increase funding to a degree and and provide more training you're you're helping officers um, perform their duties better because right now i feel like the training is lacking i don't know if we're frozen right now i don't know what's i don't know what's going on so that's interesting to hear I'm too not sure i mean what's happening <laughs> oh are you frozen do you want me to hang up i can i can hear you guys can you not hear me I think, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I love about doing things live. We've got, uh, they'll, they'll be back with us here in a second. We've got Marcus and Allison of the Knock and Talk podcast on Spotify. I am just very grateful. Oh, they're calling back into the show right now. Let's see if we can get them back. We'll see if we can get them back right here. Guest is in the green room. <laughs> That's what it says. Let's add them to the show. There's one. There's two. <laughs> there we go. All right, can you guys hear me? We're talking away. We're talking away. You're frozen. We're like, we don't know. We don't know what to do right now. So Actually, I don't know where we ended. We we could hear you just fine on our end. You, I might have been frozen to you. <laughs> That's but like awesome. you guys, it was funny. You were talking, and then you're like, should we just hang up on him? <laughs> I don't I'm know what like, to do with my hands. You're frozen like this, and we're like, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, no worries. Awesome. No worries. And if it keeps um, happening, no worries. Just do what you did. I, I, I can fill in enough time here. No, okay. no, worries. no you're Great. good. But with um, actually increasing funding or keeping funding the same, whatever it is, I, I think training is so important because for a lot of agencies, let's take shooting, for instance, it just okay. firearms. And I know that, that that might be controversial for some people because they don't they don't like guns or whatever. But at the end of the day, I think that if you're so concerned about um, officer involved shootings or um, what's the, I'm trying to think of like officers shooting like um, when too quick, too wrongly, quick, whatever, whatever it is, it then you need to increase the training. If that's, if that's right. your concern, then you should allow them to train more. And a lot of agencies are only qualifying one time a year. And when I say they only qualify one time a year, that means they're only going to the range one time a year. Really? And so that, that is on, is on the officers to go to the range for the rest of 364 days of the year. And I don't know if you're aware of it, but he's the ammo junkie over here. It is very expensive. Very, yeah. very, very expensive. That every time you pull the trigger, when we go to the range, it's like dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. It's well, very and it's, expensive. And it's coming back to where it's not Maybe not as bad. A okay. as bad. It was pretty but, bad there for a minute. But but even even firearms aside, if you it goes into just basic communication. Defensive tactics. You know, situational awareness. Yeah. You know, being able to go into somebody who is having a mental health crisis and have a conversation on a level to where you can either de-escalate that. And, and look, again, we're all human. So I'm not. Right. It, <laughs> you can train. And you can train for every scenario that you think you will ever possibly run across. And no matter what situation or scenario you plan for, it's either A, going to go to shit, or B, it's not going to be anything that you've trained for. Yes. Say, but, sound like a teacher. <laughs> yeah. but, but I do think if you if you just put a little bit more of, of that effort instead of defunding and, and putting it into areas that maybe are more important and, and, and correcting those issues as far as, you know, here in the state of Ohio, we have a thing called CIT, and it, and it's a crisis in, intervention team. Team, <laughs> um, 
We're both CIT officers. But it we both went it's weird for you to... He forgot he's a CIT officer. Yeah, We're I both did. CIT officers. But, well, <laughs> hey, it, he's talking about how you need more training. You don't even know the name of it. <laughs> right. So you failed. But it's geared for the mental health aspect of what we deal with. Okay. But again, we, we go to it one time and, and it's a... What was it 40 hours? I think it was. It was great training. Yeah. And it, it was, was phenomenal. Right. But then if if it's like riding a bike, right? As cliche as that may sound, if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. So I, I think instead of taking from us, you need to put I it think, into the I areas. I think that's a bad analogy because I think riding important. a bike is if you haven't ridden it in 10 years, you can still ride it in you 10 years. That's a bad analogy. Yeah, I think that's I a bad word. Where he was going, it's though. Diminishing skill, let's say that. <laughs> well, I want to kind of ask this, if I can. <clears throat> what, how long was your schooling? Because let me just paint you a picture of what I had to do to become a teacher. I had to go to college for four years. I had to, after college, I had to get a student teaching or an apprenticeship somewhere. That lasted an entire school year. And then after that, you got your first job. So you have about five years worth of, in theory, the first couple of years you can argue of school as gen eds and all that stuff. You can. But my point is, is that I'm there for multiple years. And then when I become a teacher, you have to have 30 hours of professional development just that the school provides. So that's six different dates of five-hour days throughout, spread throughout the year that the school provides you know, getting better at your craft. Then you have to do your, you have to do more schooling or take a class or do more, um, uh, conferences or something on your own. And then you have to provide that to the state after five years and just to get your license back. So my question is, is I'm doing all that to become a teacher. I'm not saying that's what I should be doing. I'm saying that's what I am doing. Right. So I'm not saying I, I'm curious as to what your education route really is when it comes to training. And does it even mirror the amount of intensity that I went to as far as that? So some departments don't require college for okay. myself. Personally, I did go to college. College did me not a lick of good for law enforcement other than maybe being able to help me write papers. By the way, Allison just got her master's. So congratulations. I did. Thank you. I did. I did. Thank you. Um, but it didn't really help me. My undergrad did not help me get into law enforcement, but the academy, if you go full-time in Ohio, it is 17 weeks. Did you go full-time? I did. Yes. I, I don't remember how long the part-time academy is, but we'll double that. I'm not a teacher, so I'm not good at math. So whatever double that is. <laughs> um, but it's 17 weeks. It is less than a uh, beauty school to be a hairdresser in the state wow. of Ohio. It's I think it's 820 hours, something about See, that's that. Because when I went through, I believe it was like 640. It, where I went to the academy, we were... We were better than everyone else. We went a, a little few more okay, hours than well, everyone else. But, well, I'm just going to mute my but, mic for the rest of this. <laughs> but they um, about 17 weeks. And then, which I don't argue with the academy being about that time. Because to me, the academy, you're just learning literally the basics. You are not learning. They're teaching you the bare minimum of everything, just kind of introducing you to the job. Like how to clear buildings. The How to um, not die and, and how to not 
get into a pickle unjustly pretty pretty much, pretty yes. much. like just just the basics but once you get hired somewhere you're going to go through a fto period a field training you're going to have a field training officer so you're going to go through an fto period um my fto i want to say was 12 or 14 weeks which i don't know like what the average department in ohio would be that would be an interesting or like an average across the u.s like that'd be an sure. interesting yeah to find out um, but for our department, I feel like 12 to 16 is probably like an average time yeah. to, for FTO. Um, but you'll go through that period and you're riding with another more senior officer and you're learning everything about that job with or from that senior officer. And to me, right. that is the most important. But you're also at that same time a commissioned officer. You have the authority to do everything as an officer, even though you're in training. So it's kind of like a catch twenty-two. I mean, you're yeah. you're not considered a cadet in training at that point. You are a police officer, but you are a rookie and you are right. in training. And from day one, all hell can break loose. And you, I mean, from your very first call as a rookie, the moment you get on the road you might be faced with a point you might have to shoot someone i mean that might be the situation you never know the so george it, floyd the george floyd situation he you was had, yeah he yeah. was an fto or he was a brand yeah. new guy or something yeah. like that he was yeah. brand new but yeah um yeah so it's it's not long but but unfortunately i feel like for our job a lot of it is learning as you go because they I was told when I got into the job, five years was the mark for at least a smaller department. Five years was the mark to get comfortable, comfortable. in your job and to feel like you were finally able to um, perform things just and not feel like you're completely fucking everything up and feeling right. like it's just a shit show. Um, so, and I feel like once we hit that five year mark, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I kind of feel like I know a little bit. Of what I'm doing, you do you you get comfortable, but it's still a. Again, you go back to the training where you can't plan for everything right. and anything that that you're going to run across. So, right. especially in a smaller agency and and not a a larger inner city area. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, um, everything and then throughout our like career and throughout the year, you mentioned how you have to do additional training in order yep. to keep that certificate. I don't remember what our hours are because we don't have to keep track of it. That's in, that's part of our administration. What they do, they keep track of our uh, training that we have to do throughout the year. Um, but we do have a specific set of hours that we have to complete throughout the year in order to keep up our training and our certificate or certification. Um, and, you know, for Ohio specifically, I remember, um, and I don't remember doing it this year, so I don't know how specifically things work. And like I said, we're not in charge of keeping track of that, but, you know, we'll have like annual um, domestic violence training, annual human traffic training, annual, um, we have to review certain um, Ohio revised codes. We have to review, I'm trying to think anything else that we all have to go over different like case law, things like that. So we do have additional training that we have to go through with. Um, and it is, it is okay. I think it can be better. And I, sure. I wonder if that's the same for every state. And I'm sure a lot of officers could say the same thing that it could be better. Um, and I, and I also think training okay. is what you make of it. I think how much effort you put into it, how much you actually take the time to read every slide of a PowerPoint, sit there and, and take the time to do it. Or are you just kind of flipping through and skimming through and just trying to get through it? So, um, but it, it could always be better is my opinion. Well, that, that's interesting to hear because I mean, 
you guys are smart people. Can you understand the optics of hearing someone like me say, I've got four or five years. Did we freeze again? Can you guys hear me? Oh, we lost them. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Must be we. I, 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 maybe it's me. Maybe it's them. They're going to call back here. But what, that's the crazy thing that's interesting about what they're doing is that they are. there's no way to ever prepare fully for every circumstance and situation that they're going to be a part of. It's just it's not possible. Um, now that Marcus and Allison is back, uh, we, we heard. Is it just our so internet? Is I, it our internet? Because we it have is. full. I, I've got full, full service. I've got a uh, internet service bar that's telling me that I'm running at a high high rate here, but that's okay. Oh, no, really? So I don't know <laughs> I don't, what's going on. <laughs> we, you guys, um, I, we heard it all. Just so just so we're clear, we heard it all. Okay, and then um, you heard the author pause, where we're like, I yep. think we should <laughs> we should refresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that always this is going to turn out great. At least at least on I heard it all. I don't know if it's going to show okay. up on the show or not, but we'll see. We'll find okay. out. We're learning together. Okay. Um, okay. Just a. What I was trying to transition to, though, was a little bit was like, is it, obviously you guys can make the connection of the optics of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they hear on this podcast alone, they're going to hear that me, Mr. Gifford, had to go to five years worth of training before he could even become a teacher. Then they're going to hear these hours thing. Now, if you actually sat down and calculated how many hours I actually went to, there might be a closer comparison, but people aren't like that, right? We hear years versus weeks, and then uh, we just shut down, and that's just how it is. Um, so there's a perception problem. There's a huge perception problem, and I'm, I'm just—I was interested to see where you guys landed on it. And it's—it's—it is. I guess it is nice to know that you guys do fall on the side that you feel like training could always be better, um, mm-hmm. because in your world, unfortunately one bad day could cost someone and it could cost you as well, but it could also cost someone because your mental health wasn't taken serious or you weren't given the correct training on the first, you know, first day. It's, it's not, it's too circumstantial or circumstantial, um, situational. It's not possible to be ready for all those. I can't even imagine. So let's, uh, let's transition off of a police enforcement. I'm sure you guys talk about that enough. I'm interested now in what it's like being boyfriend, girlfriend, and doing <laughs> literally everything together. You're doing a podcast together. You're working together. You're living together. You got cats, everybody. I mean, do you guys just love each other so much that you can't be without each other? Well, or what do you I, I do? I mean, how does this work? Yeah, Marcus, what, how does this work? I think the big thing to, to keep in mind here is that <laughs> Allison is literally the luckiest girl in the entire world oh. to be able to oh. okay. look, look okay. it's fill me in let me know it's it's just i shouldn't say it's a struggle it's it's different it is different. it, it is very different it's like you're not supposed to say it like that like it's a good thing like, it is a good thing <laughs> well i mean you, I, you do it by choice right Wait, i mean outside yeah. of i mean yeah <laughs> so i should mention that you guys work in the same agency and there's a right. that does that means you can't get married is that correct we cannot correct. yes we cannot get married i'm sure yeah. my parents are like yes we don't have to pay for a wedding that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so how do you yes, guys feel about have- that i mean just as is would it be nice to obviously you know yeah i mean your partner 
absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was raised in a Catholic family. That's like kind of a, a huge Catholic family. So it's kind of like the way sure. that everyone rolls with it. And everyone's like, oh, you guys have been together for five, six years. Like, when's it coming? I'm like, it's not coming anytime soon. So <laughs> I can promise you that. So, I mean, it would it would be nice, but there's also no expectation. Knew, yeah, there's no expectation of it. We knew that we couldn't do that coming into this. So, okay. I guess as long as you're both on the same page, it makes it a little easier to yeah, kind of work through it and 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 just be on an understanding. It's not like we came into this, you know, separately and all of a sudden one day it was like dropping a bomb. Hey, by the way, we're not yeah. going to get married. But for you know, so it, it But for example, like I I know some people who are in relationships who maybe aren't on the same page about getting married and they don't work at the same place and they're not cops or just regular whatever they do for a living and they're not on the same page and maybe the girl is a little upset that she hasn't been proposed to or whatever it is right there's not that issue just because there's not that expectation it it just can't happen so it takes pressure off it does take it does the, and bit. you don't have to spend the money. So like, you're welcome. That's, uh, I mean, you know. We spend it on podcast equipment instead. So here we are. Hey, that's fun too, man. I, I've got enough equipment to last me a year. I, my whole salary. Yeah, I know yeah. that. Yep, shit. There you go. No shit. Yep. But it, I mean, it's interesting because it, you find a different dynamic. Otherwise you, you're literally going to choke each other because you're, you're doing, we work the same shift. I mean, we yeah. drive, to work together almost every single day. But but in the same sense, it, it helps because we have oh, that understanding of, of what a <laughs> what a bad day is, yes. what the other person has gone through, some, some of the things that we see and experience. It's not, I, I don't say this to take away from, from anybody else, but it, it's a different world. And, and we have a little bit of a different way of, of how we look at things and interpret things and you know, we can at least be on that same page as far as, yeah. you know, this was a bad day or this is bothering me or I found this funny when other people will go, how do you find that funny? Yeah. It's, it's a coping mechanism is, is what it is. You, um, for sure. But we can at least be on that same that same page and get each other yeah. for the most part. I mean, it brings in a huge <laughs> um, level of like empathy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you. Yeah. You know, when you're talking to your most, most of America talks to their partner, there's no empathy for each other because they, I mean, it's forced empathy. I mean, I hope they have it. They're with each other, but like in your case, it's so natural and easy. Yes. You know, it's funny too, because we can go on calls together and I want to say this, when we go to work, we always have a very like strong rule. Work is work. And this is how I've always been before our relationship. Like I am just a very... What's what's the best word to describe me? Like, focus, very focused. Don't, I should, don't answer. I should, don't answer. I'm a she very, set me up I'm a very focused person. Work is work. Home is home. I'm not your girlfriend at work. Like, I'm not your girlfriend. We're not. Oh, we're so in love. Like, this is so cute while we're at work. Like, leave me alone. Don't leave me alone. But I'm I am an officer. You are an officer. Don't treat me like I'm your girlfriend at work. Like, let me do my job. Now, Allison, do you think any of that is because you're a female in a male-heavy dominated world? Or am I speaking out of, I mean, is that your way of like saying, look, I need to be taken serious here? Absolutely. And I think part of the mistake I made, and I don't 
to hear me out first. But part of the mistake I made in our relationship <laughs> is that we started dating early on into my career at this department. And so I think it's, it show, it put a bad light on me because sure. I think it made me look like I was almost relying on you or like I was just a female officer just trying to come in and date another male cop. And I think now I would like to think that we've proven to people that that's not what this is, right. that we, right. that first off, if I, if you and I always told him, if him and I never worked out, I would never date another cop within like a thousand mile radius of my department. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm just not like, I don't want to like date anyone near my department, but yeah. I, um, and I really don't feel like he's going to go anywhere. He's kind of stuck with me, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, I just, I, I feel like we've really established that work is work and home is home. And that's, and it, and once you set that precedent and know that I do my job and I have unique things that I'm better at than you are, and you have things that you're uniquely better at than me, and we can bring those assets together at work and be a team as coworkers, but also have that benefit of being in a relationship because I do consider him my best friend. Like, I mean, yeah. I tell him everything, whether he likes it or not. I mean, I tell him everything. So he, I mean, I consider him my best friend. So I feel like we have that connection, like on calls that he doesn't have to tell me everything. Like he can give me a look and I'm like, yep, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you need right now. And I can kind of like go with the flow with it. But we have guys on shift that are best friends and I feel like they have the same dynamic. I mean, maybe they're like boyfriends. I don't know. Like, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> who we, knows? We don't ask. <laughs> who knows? Don't ask, don't tell, right? Yeah, um, exactly. But it's fun. It's fun. We have a good time. Yeah, I mean, well, that you guys would have chemistry, right? And that, not just chemistry at home, but like you would literally have chemistry in, in your job. Yeah. You know, the nonverbals yeah. you were just talking about, that, that probably does play a part in what you're doing. I mean, so you're saying you got single cops or a single, um, what'd you call that? Um, cars. Yeah. Yes. We ride by ourselves. Okay. Thank goodness. Because if I had someone else in my car for eight hours, mm -mm, nope. well, I was thinking yeah. it was him. I was thinking it was Marcus. I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh, do you no, no. Ever get away from no, this person? no, 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 no. Like he there would be no podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, but, and that's the other thing too, is I think some people thought that when we go to work together, I think they think we sit together the entire time. Oh no, mm -mm. leave me alone. Yes. Like, yes. let me go do my thing. You go do your thing. We have our own districts. Like we have our own thing. Leave me alone. Like, let me have my eight hours, you know, together. But I mean, it's fun. We have a good time and we do. it does make for, it makes it very interesting, but it is nice to have someone that, you know, always has your back. I mean, I know he always has my back and sometimes I'm like, okay, like I'm good. I don't need you to like, you can like back off a little bit. Like I'm good. <laughs> Marcus, are you pretty protective of her or are you, you try to give her a rope so she can prove it herself? How, how does that work? Man, I, I tell you, that has been one of the hardest things. And, and I've even said to her several times, get out of this job, get out of it. I, I don't, it, it's, <laughs> I don't know what's what's better, being a police officer and knowing what she's doing or being naive and not knowing what she's going through. I, I don't know what the better option would be. Right. But I, I have. I've told her, get you need to go do go just anything but this. Get off of the street. Go find something else to do. I am protective, but I, I try to not treat her any differently than I would treat anybody else that I'm working with. I respond the same. I have the same attitude. There have been times we've been on calls and people are 
either hitting on her or giving her an earful of shit and, you know, in her face, pointing their finger, wanting to fight. I try to keep my distance and treat her the same as I would treat any other coworker or any other fellow officer that I'm on a call with. Um, yeah. Trying to I, find I that hope, balance would be very, very, yeah. very difficult. It, there are times it's harder than others, but I hope we've done a good job thus far. I, I think we've done okay. I mean, I, 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 really I hope do. people agree with us. I, I do feel like we have done that. There's guys from some of our neighboring departments that I recently was just on calls with when we were doing some um, just mutual aid helping out. And I was like, yeah, Marcus over there. I was like, I'm sure you know him and I are dating. They were like, what? And I'm like, I mean, Wait, I guess really? that's a good thing that you didn't know we were dating. <laughs> so that's good. But now that's you know. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, if you're, if they, they, yeah good for you guys. Yeah. I guess we're doing a good job, though. So I don't know. <laughs> or they're just that naive. Yeah, I don't know. One of the two, yeah. <laughs> Something. So, Marcus, you had mentioned to her that she should get out and do anything other. But in your case, you're a second generation cop? I am, yes. Actually, my dad was a police officer at the same department we're with now and i am very honored to i have his badge number that he had for just a little over 20 years wow um that is for me that's huge i mean that that's a, a huge thing to carry on um you almost talk the same on the radio too uh, we've we've both been told that we have this very first off we're both smart asses we're very sarcastic shocker but no <laughs> but no matter oh, what you're probably a buckeye fan too aren't you Oh, well, so <laughs> we forgot that part. <laughs> we're going to address that, but yeah. we figured we let you go. It's all on right. that Whatever. For it's okay. Whatever. <laughs> but we have been told that no matter what's happening on the calls, I mean, that the city could be burning down. We could be getting shot at. No matter, and my dad and I both just keep our calm and just talk just like I'm talking to you now over the radio. We don't get excited very often. We don't No, you actually when when all hell is breaking loose, like he has his normal radio voice. It actually out. goes lower and I'm yeah. like I can't understand you. Like you speak up like he gets so calm. If you've ever been in a situation so where you're like your adrenaline is <laughs> pump. I mean, you're shit's yeah. hitting the face. You don't know what's going on. For whatever reason, I always feel like I'm yelling. <laughs> But I'm not. As a matter of fact, I'm talking so quiet that nobody can hear me. And it, we just had it happen the other day, and everybody's going, "Where are you at? And what are no you doing?" What you and I'm said. going, "Well, this is what's happening, and this is what he does. He's so just you, you're so actually calm. trying to calm everybody down, but you're actually adding yeah. to the hysteria because they can't yeah, hear yes. you. Yes. Nobody knows what the hell's and going on. And then if on. anyone <laughs> talks on the radio when he's trying to talk on the radio, then he'll yell at you because he wants you to get off the radio because he wants the channel, but you can't understand what he's saying because he's gotten so calm and you're just like oh my gosh <laughs> sounds like you should be a dispatcher <laughs> no I, that's one thing i couldn't Ooh, do good. man I, I tell you sitting in that room and not knowing what's going on out there and, and not having we've actually talked about that before not having that like that end result that closure like i want to know what happens yeah so i could not sit in that room and go like what's they hang, going on? They what's hang up happening? the phone and it's just like Okay, that's I it. Don't, yeah, that's it. That's where they stop. But wait, educate me though. So the dispatcher doesn't work for the police station. They do. So for oh, us, do. we're fortunate. For us, we yeah. have it in our house, like in house. We have our own dispatch for our. Okay, gotcha. our But they're okay. not on the road. There, with I thought that. maybe they were like a third party that like now they no, send it to the no, police no, and like no, nobody no. ever knows what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But we do like we'll go back into our dispatch and they'll be like. So what happened? What happened? Because like they only get so much 
they'll get the radio traffic till we call on scene. And then they're not really hearing yeah. a whole lot. Like they'll hear if we call someone as a prisoner, they'll hear if we're calling someone as like a, a transport, they'll hear if we need like information. But other than that, they have no idea what, no what's idea. happening I on scene. Like I they would not like that. They don't like it. Yes. They yes. don't like it. They'll yep. be like, what happened? And we're like, well, this is what happened. <laughs> what happened was. <laughs> I feel like I would have to go to the bar every day just to get caught up on like everything that I missed out on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a good time. Exactly. It's a good relationship. It's fun. But I couldn't do that job. I could not. No, no me neither. Me neither. Um, so let's transition to finally Knock and Talk podcast. Um, you guys are what, seven, eight episodes in now? How, how many episodes have you guys done? Seven. Well, we're recording seven. eight tomorrow. So we'll have eight coming out soon. So what do you guys think about this overly diluted world of podcasts where oh right my now, God. as we speak? 1500 podcasts were just born <laughs> it, um, that's crazy that is that's so crazy it it's hard but here's the thing is when we went into it we knew first off we were never going to make a big time we knew we were never going to be famous and we knew that it wasn't like going to succumb to to anything yeah but our biggest thing was we wanted to have fun we wanted yes. to have fun we wanted to talk to interesting people we wanted to be able to come on other shows be guests and we have intentions on having guests on our show actually the, sure. the episode we're recording tomorrow is we're having a guest on our show and um that was just kind of what we wanted to do and that's why we made sure when we set up our room we wanted to be like the vibe that we wanted in us. here yeah. so that it's yes. it's like a good feeling to sit in here and we have a good time. We have our drinks with us. We have our beer fridge. Like we have fun <laughs> with it. And that was what's important to us. You know, we wanted a cool, fun hobby, but there's so many flipping our podcasts out there that I'm like, how, how did you yes. even get any listeners? Like how yeah. you can't. I know. And, <laughs> and that, when I first started, it was like, I refused. And I, that's the one thing I'm very proud of for that. I did was that like, I refused to bombard my family and friends and say, please subscribe, please subscribe, please subscribe. I just wanted, that's why I'm like, I, I have right now 169 subscribers and I'm proud that every single one I have is somebody that I've earned. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had other yeah. friends that like has started at the same time as me and they did the exact opposite, but they're doing very well now and I'm very happy for them. Um, but I just, I, I love that I've, I've kind of, I've earned my, my right so far. Yeah. So. Yep. That's Absolutely. awesome. What made yeah. you decide that you wanted to start your podcast? You know, I will say this. So like there was a, there was a couple things. I, two years ago, I did start one called keep it simple, stupid. Um, it's just, I, I like I'm a man with too many passions. Like I love music and movies and sports and politics. And like, I want to be able to sit down and talk to people that share the same thing as me. The problem is, is that all of my social you know, I'm 34, I'm not married. All of my social circle kind of either moved away and got domesticated or they're nowhere near me. So I had to kind of figure out a way to build that network back up. So it started off as a way to kind of like build my community back up and it and it's helped. You know, now I'm sitting here talking with you two from Ohio and I think that's something awesome. If we never make yeah. it big, like we got to meet each other because we're we're participating in life, so to speak. So Absolutely. Yeah. That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. So Bobby Talks was just, uh, it, it's actually Bobby Talks dot, dot, dot. Uh -huh. It's an ellipsis. But the whole point was, is I tried to be Bobby Talks last year just by itself. And like I sat around on the name for so long that the time I decided to do the show, it was like two days prior. Some guy did Bobby Talks oh, by awesome. itself. 
And no I'm thinking, way. oh my gosh, I sat too long. So then I waited another two weeks before I came up with, well, let's just throw dots on it. I like the dots. I like the dots because yeah. you never know what's going to come after the dots. I like that. Like I said, and everyone right keeps remain silent, but not on this show. I like that. I like that. And the knock and talk show, like I was typing in like old police jargon and just like different like terminology and the knock and talk or like police knock on your door just to come in and talk to you, get some more information, like yeah, yeah. bag or whatever. And I was like, the knock and talk show, like let's roll with it, whatever. And I don't know, it was kind of catchy. So yep. we kind of stuck with it. Absolutely. And we started it because literally I just can't shut the fuck up. So like, I just wanted like an opportunity just to talk and he has to talk to me. So <laughs> I just like forced conversation with him. So. I gotta admit, you, you're throwing me for a curveball because like I've, I've only caught a couple of your guys' episodes, but the couple I've caught, Marcus was like stat heavy and was very like, kind of navigating and facilitating the conversation and you were kind of yeah. feeding off of him this whole time. I feel like it's kind of been the opposite way. I don't well, know. Marcus and like, you yeah. didn't listen to the transgender episode because I couldn't shut up on that one. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> so yeah, I really what do, you guys, what do you find to be the most, uh, because here's the thing. Yes, we're doing this for fun. But like, yeah. if we can get this in as many people's ears and eyes as possible, that's also really kind of like a driving mm -hmm. force. What do you find to be the, like the most challenging aspect of this? Of getting it out there is like actually just, or building. just podcasting in general, like any aspect of it could be the technology. It could be the equipment. It could be the marketing. What do you find to be the most challenging aspect? I think it's part, like we haven't had an issue. We wait, 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 wait. What? What? You haven't done a lot of this stuff in well, the I'm background. I'm just saying like the, 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 we've been able to move past like the, we thought we were going to be extremely overwhelmed. We, the equipment was challenging at first, but it, then it we was, invested in a we, roadcaster and that has made life oh, a thousand yes. percent. It was so easy yes. to use the roadcaster. That was the best investment to use the roadcaster. Yeah. So that we're, was we're easy. broadcasting right now from the roadcaster pro. It's the same yeah. thing you yep. guys. It's awesome. So, yep. It's so good. So yep. that, that helped us. I think the hardest part is not getting canceled. I think that's what scares and that, that's me. That's what I was going to say. And we actually touched on that. One of our episodes yeah. is you, and nowadays you say one thing that that upsets one person and you're facing a backlash you can be yeah. canceled you can i mean it's just it's crazy do you say too much do you not say enough it, it, what do you do what what's the happy ground to just have your voice heard and and have people understand look it's nothing personal it's it's either a my opinion or it's a statistic or it, it, no matter what it is it doesn't have to be this personal attack. Can we just have some conversation about it? Whether you agree, disagree, we can agree to disagree, whatever the case may be. That's one of our things that we're kind of struggling with now is, is we don't want to get canceled. We don't want to offend anybody, but we still want to have a voice and an opinion and just, just talk. We just want to have a conversation. Once in a while, I get a kick under the table. Like if I'm starting to like go down a road, like I get like a little nudge under the table, like knock the fuck off, like quit going down that road. <laughs> so not not this episode, but like in other episodes, and I'm just like, okay, like I won't go that far. But there's a lot of like controversial stuff going on right now that For sure. I I feel like I am very vocal on it. But I like to read a lot. I read so many books. I mean, like I am I am book hungry. I mean, yeah. we have books filled in this room and all yes. over the house. And I just, I read as much as I can. And I, I don't want to say I'm knowledgeable on everything, but I feel like I know a little bit about something about the things I'm passionate about. And 
some things that you just have to be really careful about what you talk about. And I, I think what scares me is someone taking a snippet of what I say, like recording just that segment and taking it completely out of context and using it against me in the future and saying, well, you said this. It's like, okay, well, five minutes prior to that, I also said this. Right. And that's where this came from. Do you, does that make sense? No, it, it totally does. I, here would be my, my advice is, I, I hate to say this, guys, but like, so what? Like, yeah. here's the thing. At the end of the day, you have to be your authentic selves. And if that means saying your opinion, if you can articulate it in the way that doesn't offend everyone, try to do so. But like, definitely right. articulate your opinion. Um, you said something there that like, uh, I, I had these conversations with my, cl uh, my, my students. Neil deGrasse Tyson says that a lot of people know just enough to think they know something, but not enough to know that they don't actually know anything. And the problem is, is that we don't go far enough, you know, is that we'll, we'll catch, especially today with all the misinformation that's taking yeah. place, you know, you read a headline because it's there to just probe you and to trigger your emotions. And we think we know something because we read the headline, we go back and mm -hmm. share it. And then we find out when we read the article, it had really nothing to do with that in the first place. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So like, there's just so many things going on. So what I would say is, is if you're, you're consciously trying, you know, to be a better person, a better communicator, a better, um, uh, have better discussions with people, you're going to be fine. And ultimately, if you got canceled, you made it. You, yeah. you made it. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about getting canceled. I'm worried about maybe getting fired from my school district because I said. Well, yeah, that's our, right. that's our issue. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. our thing. <laughs> I think that's the thing. That real quick? It, especially yeah. in your guys' field, I'm surprised that because, I, like I said, last year I got, when I asked for police and uh, law or cops to be on the show, like they're like, Rob, I can't. It just, it won't happen. And that might have been a, 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 you know, a product of the time. But I also wonder if it's because, like, they're just not in a position where they're supposed to have an opinion on anything or even share. Like, or does what does your agency say about your guys' podcast, or do they not even know? Oh, they know. So, yeah, obviously they are aware. And, and there are policies and procedures in place. Um, we can't represent the agency we work for in any way, positive, negative. We can't mention them. Um, and, and we're not doing it because of the agency or, no. or to, to support the agency or, or to put them down. We're, we're not, that's not the reason we're doing it. We obviously have a profession. Um, and that's, that's kind of where it stops it, as far as we're concerned. I, I mean, I think we want to take our profession and relate it to all the other topics that we want to talk about. And we can take our life experiences that come mm -hmm. along from our profession that we do on a daily basis, just like you can take your life experiences from teaching and use examples. You're not naming your students. You're not naming specific, you know, scenarios or giving away, you know, personal information, things like that. But you can use your life experiences right. just like we're using to, as examples, because who doesn't use their life experiences to give examples, you know, to other things that, you know, that to explain something. So we're just using our, our examples that we experience. And like he said, we're not, we're not representing our department. I'm not out here saying that I work for this department and that, you know, this is the opinion of this department. But I mean, if people are listening to our episodes, all uh, I think we have like 50 unique listeners because we're doing really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but all 50 of them and one in Germany. 
What? Yeah, there's always that foreigner. I a couple of myself. I don't know where they're from. I just know it's from the Europe somewhere. But anyways, um, who, you know, whoever's listening, I actually, I lost my train of thought where I was going with this. I totally lost where I was going. I'm, I'm sure back then a, a lot of guys, officers, wouldn't come on your show because it was such a, it was so tense. Heated. Everything was tense. And, and I hope we're a little bit past that now, but we're also doing it to just, like we're human beings. Just right. because we have a job doesn't mean we're better than anyone else. Or, no. or, and we're definitely not experts on anything we talk about. We're just shooting the shit. But I think a big goal we have is is like, look, we're human beings. Right. And, and if you can see us in that light, yes, we, we go in and we have a job that we do eight hours a day, 12 hours a day, whatever the case may be. But it doesn't take away from our human nature either. So, And I think that's kind of something we, we hope to kind of build on as cheesy as it sounds, humanizing the badge. I've heard that all over the place, but yeah, and we but have other interests too. We talk about other things. Absolutely. It's all we'll my we'll weird talk stuff. About any, well, you'll talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was listening to uh, episode three where you're talking about how your cat continues to steal your stuff and just hides it, and you're waiting for the day where. <laughs> did you ever find it? We're gonna have like new shit once in a while. Like, once in a while, you like you like you like open a closet. You'll be like, "Where the hell did this come from?" Like this is from like a year Been ago. Looking for that forever. God. Oh man. If we can get this, one of the this shit, it would really help. If we could like go to the neighbors and steal their wallet and you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> I uh one of the biggest challenges that I I currently have is that, so like I'm a one man operation um, and I work and I've got a mowing business and I got a couple other side jobs that I'm doing. But anyways, is now that I've decided to do the remote thing and I'm trying to do it right, it's finding the guests that I want to have on the show, but like finding credible guests that I think will add to the show versus just like, yeah. like I want to do a mental health month, right? But I also don't know who the right person is to get to come on the show. So I can throw, I can look up in my local area or I can look up online. But like, it doesn't mean that I'm going to get an interesting person to come on the show. So I'm like, okay, do I even know this person? Am I just putting them on for content? You know, I don't know. It, it, I constantly am like battling my own thoughts. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, it's like, I got to push content because that's what builds these things. But I also want it to be authentic, good content. And I, I struggle with that. That's why I take too many too many days off and my buddy was like you gotta quit doing that and i get it i get it but it's hard because i want it to be good yeah yeah yep absolutely well i think you're doing a pretty good job yeah i appreciate that thanks guys i think um, <laughs> oh, i'll tell you what so when can people catch your show when is it on how many episodes a week do you do uh promote it a little one bit a week. push it one a week um okay. usually i try to either upload on late sunday night when we get off work sometimes it doesn't happen if we get off super late or monday uh, morning i try to upload them so usually monday they'll be out everywhere um we do one a week what i was trying to think so i've changed all our handles we're trying to like make everything uniform because that's been the other struggle yeah. is like trying to get everything uniform across the board because i've put marcus in charge of the twitter account because uh -oh. apparently you oh, need boy. to get a twitter so <laughs> you put him in the charge of twitter and the knock and talk show is too long for twitter you can only have knock and talk pod that's really? only the long that you have so we you can find us on instagram and twitter at knock and talk pod our gmail account is uh knock and talk pod at gmail.com and we try to use our email we're trying to get people to reach out to us if they want to be on the show and that's the thing that we keep asking for on the show is if you're listening and you want to be on the show we don't care who you are what you do you don't have to be a cop 
whatever you want to bring to the table, let's talk. Yeah, like, I, I don't topics, care. Yeah, yeah whatever you want to do. Yeah. And um, yeah, so knock and talk pod. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and we're on all the platforms. But yeah, Mondays we'll have episodes out and we're just trying to do one. We're trying to one a week is what we're, we're working with. So that's where we're at. Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm super glad to have you guys on my show. I know that I'm, I'm hoping that you said you're on all the platforms. Am I going to see Marcus doing some type of TikTok trend dance that's out there? No? Oh, we're not on TikTok yet. Do okay. we know? I don't even I oh, just, wow. okay. I just, <laughs> I just posted for the first time Instagram stories. I mean, like, I feel like I'm an old lady, like I'm yeah. 30 years old and like, I don't even know how to work this Instagram shit. Like I've had an Instagram, but I just like scroll through other people's shit. And now I have to like figure it Make out. Your own, yeah. like, you are, dude, honestly, like I'm, I'm trying to like crack the algorithm code for every yeah. social media platform. And I'm like, I feel like I get less and less views with each right. post I make. Yeah. And I'm like, this is yeah. And That's then I insane. post a loaf of bread because like I, I love baking bread. Yeah. I love baking bread and I, I experiment with bread. And so I post a loaf of bread and like I get no likes on it. And I'm like, fuck it, whatever. I'm just going to keep posting my loaves of bread. Like, I don't care. Like, I made it. I don't care. <laughs> so I'm in charge of this account. So I don't care. Post what I want. I'm going to post my loaf of bread. So <laughs> so. You guys kind of, are you, are you guys competitive with each other? Are we going to see, is, is it going to be Instagram versus Twitter? See who kind of gets more followers? What? Because right now, no, it's no, you guys got about 200, right? A little over? Uh, I Maybe. I don't know. I didn't look. Maybe. Awesome. Sure. I'll go with 200. it. 200. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go with that. <laughs> Makes it sound better. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, I will say this, and I'll say this to my listeners, and we'll get ready to wrap this up. But I, uh, I, I've listened to a couple of the episodes. You guys, um, it goes back to Marcus's kind of somber, you know, He's not monotone by any means, but he's very calm listening to you guys have a great dynamic. You can tell that you guys spend majority of your time together. And that's a good thing because the chemistry is there. I really enjoy the show, um, especially from your guys' perspective, because it's a world that we need to hear more of your perspective on. You're right. It's humanizing the badge. Um, there's a lot of things that come with that, but I think the good is what we need to look in. And I just uh, really, really appreciated you guys being on the show today. So I'm going to let well, you guys you say your having- final thing and then I'll wrap this up. No, thank you for having us. This was a lot of fun, and it was nice to meet you, so thank you. Yep, absolutely. Appreciate it. All right, you guys heard it here. So we are on midway through season two of Bobby Talks. Uh, Dot, 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 those dots are there to tell you that there's always more to the story. Catch me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, it's there. No Snapchat, not my thing. All right, we'll see you guys on down the road. Have a good one.